Hello, everybody. On today's episode, I am joined by fast-rising coaching prodigy, Renee Clark. He tells us how he quickly jumped into coaching after his football career, why he got into it, how he climbed so fast, and what the rigors are about coaching. He talks about what he loves and hates about it, recruiting, and all things football. He talks about growing up racially mixed. He shares what makes him cry, and we do an NBA deep dive, that and much, much more. Also, rumor has it there's an extended interview that Renee secured, but if you see him, ask him about it. It's got even more details. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. Words of wisdom from 25-year-old Renee Clark. <laughs> Been around the block, I guess. Children tell our story. I'm just a young punk. I see that. I see that. With all your wisdom and your old soul, you threw me off. I but thought I we were. I can't get a Grizzly Oswald okay. uh, reference. Drama and romance and. I feel like I used to be a crier, but not for... Not when your girlfriend dumped you, not for... You gotta say it like that. (laughs) That makes me want to cry. (laughs) When I told you it was a crier? Right. Stuff like that, I would cry for. So you care more about Tyrone Wheatley than your girlfriend? (laughs) It's on my dad because he scared me when I was young. He told me nacho cheese, if you ate it, it would harden in your stomach. <laughs> so I was always scared of nacho cheese. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. This is Tony Lawrence, and I'm Tony on the mic. Today, my guest, college football coach, Renee Clark. Say hey to the folks, Renee. Hey, folks. Blessed to be on Tony on the mic. Nice, nice. Uh you started you we met through usd football mm-hmm. and you came in with my son anthony let's uh let's go a little further back you were born in oakland mm-hmm. uh how long did you live there in oakland yeah uh didn't live in oakland lived in berkeley my first five years okay yep. and then moved to brentwood and then uh, my parents have lived in that house for 20 some odd years that's where you consider home like when you go (laughs) home that's where you go that's brentwood is that a community or a city i don't i'm not it's a town a city town is that where oj lived no oj (laughs) northern california brentwood so (laughs) Uh, i just want to make sure (laughs) you know we're uh don't want to do that and you went to miramonta high school Mm -hmm. and what uh you play other sports I yep. see we played football, of course. Mm-hmm. Played football, played basketball all four years, and then I played baseball. I played my whole life, but then I stopped playing after my freshman year and picked up track. So I did three sports um, all four years. Nice. Yep. Kept you busy, kept you out of trouble, I assume. Mm-hmm, definitely. Did you have a girlfriend in high school? Uh, nah, nothing serious or anything. No one, who's, no, no one who stood out and... Um, I mean, you know, now you got to be careful because they're going to hear and go, wait, I didn't stand out. Exactly. It's on public record. (laughs) So I'm, uh, you know, (laughs) I got to be political with my answer. But I, uh, you know, chase some girls and 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 stuff like that. But nothing crazy. Nothing too serious. Tell me what's your best memory from high school? Like your homecoming king or were you a nerd? Were you what were your grades like? Uh, no, it's actually one of my regrets is that I didn't try in school as much as I should have. Yeah, and all then, of us. All of us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then as, like, football recruiting started, like, I had some Ivy League interest and oh. stuff like that. But, like, they have, like, the band system yeah. and, and that kind of came back to bite me in the butt. Um, so that caught up on me. But I'd say my best memory was when in section our senior year, okay. we had lost 
two games early in the season to some good teams and then uh really rallied and, and ripped off like eight straight or something like that went on a tear and like had a strong senior group with some of my best friends so just like playing ball with them was like yeah awesome that okay. is awesome that's a great memory it's kind of nice to go out on top so I'd yeah it. it is always nice if your last game is a win exactly which it's is rare rare not a lot of people yeah. get that it's rare yeah uh-huh. so that's cool then uh usd came knocking on your door what were your first impressions who recruited you was bobby J? uh it was garrett robinson okay he answered an email and then um oh so you reached out to them reached out to them i didn't okay. even, i didn't even know about the school and one of my friends was interested in just going and he's like hey they have a football team like you should reach out i bet you could play there <laughs> all right right and then uh they got back to me, invited me down for a game. I think Anthony may have even been at the game. It was a Harvard. Okay, yeah, game. he did go to that game. Yeah, so weird. And we were also on our same official visit together too. Wow. But didn't talk at all. And then, um, yeah, so had those two visits there. And then, as everyone knows, like was figuring out the money issue. Yeah. Pretty much waited till like the last second. Right. And uh, <laughs> right. You know, figured it, it, it'd be the best opportunity for me, and it, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Yeah. So. No. It, and it's it's not quite Ivy League, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got an outstanding both academic and, as you learned, a great football tradition. Oh my. Because yes. we had no idea, and we live right down the street. It's crazy. It's hidden you gem. Know? Yeah. And. Uh, the idea that you guys then went on to win some playoff games against scholarship teams. How awesome was that? It was great. And now, just did you play at state? Were you in? Yeah, that was okay. my first start. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. I wish, I kind of wish it would have been a little later in my career where I was a little better uh-huh. uh, and played at that high level. But the people that were there, it was like 60,000. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun. And like, and that we was did, your we first did some good start. things. First start. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's the way to run on. That was Anthony's first appearance. Mm-hmm. He came yeah. in at halftime or third quarter. Yeah. And let us uh, down. Yeah. yeah. Remember that. Now, you won a couple of all leagues, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so it was honorable mention my sophomore year and then second team my junior and senior year. So okay. Didn't get the first. That was one of my uh, goals, but I'm I'm still happy it's with my jaded. They're, yeah. they're jaded. Yeah, they can't get them all to San Diego. Definitely. And like, I think my junior year. There were the four DBs that got it over me were all in like NFL camps. Oh, really? <laughs> it was like, uh, okay, timing, if I lose these yeah, guys. Exactly. Like, timing like, is everything. Yeah. So the thing about USD football, the recruiting, even when you, like when you came, did you realize that it was a really good team or did you just, okay, they have a team and the campus is ridiculous and the weather is insane? Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know too much about the league they were playing in. Mm-hmm. I knew about like Cal Poly and Davis and I saw that. Uh, Cal Poly kind of beat them and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, they're probably a little right. below that level and didn't really look too much past that. And then I got here and obviously practicing, you realize it. But then just looking around, you uh, see, oh, my, we've won all these championships and we've been this successful yeah. for this many years. So what was your first thought at your first practice? Oh, well, I actually wasn't clear to practice my first time or the first day of practice. So actually I was sitting on the sideline and Coach Lindsey came and was like, what's the deal with you? Um, and I was like, oh, I didn't have this paperwork in. And he jumped me. I, can't remember, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so that was my welcome to USD. So ever yeah. since then, Well, Coach Lindsey's like, known to be a nurturer. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to give you a hug when you need one. Uh, and yeah. he's, he's going to pick you up. <laughs> Real big hugger him. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's your favorite moments at USD? Got any memories that stand out? Um, 
I mean, the Cal Poly game. Cal Poly. Win the first yeah. round playoff game, first in school history. And just like, I think it just symbolized everything the program stood for. Is like, yeah. no one's bigger than the team. Yeah. Like, we, we played team football and stuff like that. And when we do that, we can go and beat a team that has, I don't know, 63 or 63. However many scholarships. Right? Yeah. And we have none. Like, yeah. that was pretty incredible in my mind. Just a testament to the teammates I played with and Coach Lindsay and what he, what he does for us. Yeah, I think it's funny. Some of the, I don't want to say cliches, but some of the coaching talking points are kind of old school. They withstand the test of time, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, and if you're willing to subvert your ego, if you're willing to be a part of a team, if you're willing to do your job, even if it means you don't always get the glory, you know, then I think teams can have success. And, and everyone says that, you know, it's right. like, do your right. job right. for the team, like the team. But when the way Coach Lindsay has it structured and the players that are actually in it, they're selfless people. Yeah. And we, we actually did it. We lived it out and we accomplished a lot. So it was, yeah, that, that was, was incredible. That was a that year was special. Quite, yeah. I, well, I remember because you played Cal Poly earlier in the year. And I remember just talking to Anthony after the game. I'm going, there's no reason you guys can't beat this team. God, they they beat you. Now, it, it got away. The score was not indicative of the game. No, we were, and, we were leading. And yeah. then they scored right before halftime. Right. Like, on a pulled. long play or a broken defense, missed coverage or something, something blown like coverage. That. Yeah, whatever. And, and then just the ball got rolling. But yeah. in our mind, we're like, we can beat that team. Yeah. We'll beat that team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you got to go to Fargo. Fargo. Do you ever think at any point after that you could beat that team? Um. Yeah, I do. Like, really? I and, think... and me and Anthony argue about it because he's oh, like, right. they, they're very good. Yeah, they are really like good. That, really good. But, like, you know, I think they kind of do what we do. They're a very disciplined yeah. team. Yes. But they have a lot of talent, too. But, like, it, and specifically 16, just – the guys we had on yeah. that team you can't tell me yeah. that there's an fcs team that we couldn't beat right and stuff and i get it they're eight-time champs and right. stuff so maybe right. that's naive for me to say but like I'm no not but i mean it was down. what 21 7 at the half and you guys were playing you mm -hmm. know it, playing with them i mean it was and i say this is like personally i didn't play well against them and stuff oh, yeah. and like i don't know if that's because it was a higher level than that i could play at so i was getting exposed but i think if i played a better game and like I know other people messed up too. Is like we played as good as we could play. I I like our chances versus anybody. So yeah. I was yeah. I was two team two guys three guys off that team in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. well, off that USD team. Yeah, should be five. You and Anthony should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe in the NFL, league, NFL um, coach maybe. <laughs> what's that? Said so maybe NFL <laughs> coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're single. Single. Yeah. Now, last time I heard you had a. I'm not trying to get into the details, but uh, <laughs> yeah. she break your heart. You okay? I'm I'm doing all right now, you know. Okay, but um, no, nah, it was just for the best. It was a distance relationship, yeah, and that's tough. who knows if it comes back around or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But also with uh, me potentially having a new opportunity on the horizon, it was maybe it was meant to be for yeah for that to happen. So life life goes on. But yeah, I'm definitely definitely don't want to lose a, a good girl. So I was yeah. I'm a bit sad about it. Okay, Are you okay right now? I'm all right. Okay, we can go on. We can go on. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> hey, life goes on. Life goes on. The podcast goes on. <laughs> just want to make sure because I, you know, if if you need to, I can pause this while you cry. <laughs> just, just pass me a tissue. Okay. and I'll do it since we, right. since we don't got visuals. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, I got a little bit of your background, which uh, was the goal of the first part of the podcast. So if you listen and you say you do, you know what's coming next. You need to sing me a commercial jingle or a TV theme song. 
Okay. And you can take a minute to gather because I can edit out the silences, but whenever you're ready. Definitely not. It's a radio jingle that I have in my head. Okay. So, All right. Um, all right, here we go. Okay. You can never be lonely at farmersonly.com. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, when your girlfriend left you, did you go on farmersonly.com? Is that... <laughs> well, <laughs> considering some of the places I've lived, maybe the farmer girl is, is the answer. Is my makeup, you know? yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you playing along. We're going to take our first commercial break. We're going to listen to Alante Construction. When you need anything built in San Diego County, Alante Construction and Big Rick. From the floors to the ceilings and the window to the wall. Call Alante Construction. Alante. Whoa. Construction. Whoa. When you need some work on your home and you want a professional job. You can call on Big Rick, cause that man is so slick, and then you will enjoy peace of mind. You can leave all confusion and all disillusion behind. If it's a new kitchen or patio, just call on Daddy-O. Alante, whoa. Construction. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this is going on for Big Rick. Rick and Lante Construction. San Diego County, top to bottom, left to right. He handles all your needs. No job too big or too small. You want it done and done right? Call Big Rick. And we are back today. My guest, college football coach Renee Clark. We just covered his background in his early years. Now we're going to move into college and his profession. Now, Everybody who plays college football, everybody who plays community college football, anybody who plays any level of football believes they're going to be in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And that's how it should be, in my opinion. You should, that's how it should be. Did you, did, is that what your plan was? Oh, for 21 years. <laughs> yeah, that's all I thought I was ever going to do. Was there a, a moment or a event that, that maybe you came to the realization that's just not in the cards for you? No, I mean, I always tried to look at where I was at and that angle and how it was going to happen. I'm like, you know, so first I wanted to get a scholarship to a big school and then do the whole get drafted and then go into FCS. I knew that it would be like, okay, you'll have to make a back end of a roster and stuff right. like that. And then the more I, I saw like how Jamal moved out there and like he yeah. moved different than people yeah and was like super explosive and just realizing that i was kind of far away from that and then even looking at other guys that i was you know not dominating against right and stuff i was like well how does the nfl view that and stuff what are they going to think about a guy who's a good in my opinion a good yeah. player yeah. but not dominating at this level i kind of saw the writing on the wall um but he decided then coaching would be the next. Yeah. And I got a little burnt out kind of towards the end of my senior year just because I was like ball, 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 just always thinking right. about that. And then I think just four years of that wears you out. Um, oh, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. No. And, and USC is a demanding place with the academics oh, it is, and, yeah. and the football program. And stuff. Which is good. It's, I mean, it sucks, but it's good. It oh. demands a lot of you both physically and ac and academically. Yeah. And that's that's the way it should be. I remember Jamal's pro day, 
and I'd watched him play, of course, you know, the few years that we were there overlapping. And, and when I saw him run and his hips and when he was breaking on the football and the ball skills, I said, if, if he doesn't play in the NFL, there's, it's another species yeah, because, can. <laughs> yeah, cause I'm looking at this guy going, I've never been 20 feet away from somebody with this kind of speed. And, and when you're watching the pro day from the field, like I was lucky enough to do, it's, it's incredible. Definitely. So I was, it, 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 and I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people were sobered up that day and kind of thought, Oh, Hmm. That's All what right. it looks like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But, but so yeah, no, I, so I realized I wasn't going to the NFL and stuff, and I wish I had looked more into like overseas opportunities mm-hmm. to play a little bit. But I was just like, all right, well, I'm young, um, I'm I'm graduating, so I want to stay around the game. So coaching is the ne- the next best thing. So. You walked right into a job too, right? Yeah. Right so. What was your first job? Well, so I I was doing what Anthony was doing now, just like kind of helping out at USD, showing up in the office, asking if you need anything, sitting in meetings. And then uh, Coach Lindsay called me in one day and was like, hey, would you be interested in this defensive backs job in uh, in Montana? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. And then <laughs> he told me what school it was and said he was going to have the head coach call me. So I looked up the school and the, the town it was in and stuff. And What uh, town? Do you remember? Haver, Montana. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I looked it up, and and they weren't very good, and to put it mildly, right. and uh, it was a very isolated, cold place. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. So I came back in the office the next day or two, maybe the next day, and uh, Coach Lindsay was like, "What are you still doing here?" And I'm like, <laughs> "He's like, he's like, are you, are you accepting that job?" And I was like, "Oh, we'll see. You know, it's a small school, and it's in Montana, like." I'm, I may wait and he's like all right well if you turn this down don't ask me for another job <laughs> <laughs> so i was like all right it wouldn't be the worst thing and i i, I knew i would i would get good experience which i did it was the best thing that could have happened for me i'm i'm very thankful for the experience even though it was hard but packed up my car i think the next day or two and didn't even stop at home drove drove wow. all the way to montana and started coaching wow and what are your memories of montana not the football necessarily, just Montana. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. I would, I would love to live in Montana again. Really? Um, oh yeah, dude, it, it's cold up there. You know that, right? It's cold. I, I get it and stuff. <laughs> but you're, you get in that, you get in that mode where you, you know, it doesn't really phase you. Initially, yeah. it's, a, it's a shock, definitely. Yeah. And I'm the softest California, <laughs> California you'll ever meet and stuff. But once you're in it, you know, you live yeah. and you find a way and stuff. But great state great people and stuff and they love football out there now you mentioned that you had to do a lot of stuff like shovel fields and mm-hmm. and chalk lines and stuff what are, tell me some of your responsibilities at the school yeah your so first was, job mm-hmm. so and was, you're what 20 21 22 21 yeah um so yeah got up there in january i i was the equipment liaison and defensive backs coach so that meant ordering gear uh what is it re uh renewing refurbishing refurbishing the, helmets getting yeah. them uh, reconditioned reconditioned um yeah. doing that and then doing laundry huh. af- after every workout wow. every practice in a big industrial laundry laundry room uh-huh. passing it out and stuff and then uh it was kind of all hands on deck with the with the young guys on staff and and even even the head coach would be out there shoveling snow sometimes really? too clearing the field because 
I think we ended up getting a snowplow maybe at the end of spring ball, but for a while we didn't. Oh, wow. And we had to practice, so we were out there think shoveling. Nick Saban ever shoveled snow? I don't know if he, <laughs> if he had to and stuff. But, yeah, and then past that, lining fields. Yeah. Just, wow. And that's why it was so great for me because I saw everything that yeah, even goes into goes right. into you being able to practice yeah. goes into you being able to dress as a team so just getting that foundation like i said there there was nothing better for me than that that's awesome and that was your first what was your second coaching job um is that so yeah. usd no so oh, i did one in between a couple in between, oh wow. actually. all right go on. so i did 13 months at uh montana state northern in okay. Hanover, and then i uh applied for this GA safeties coach job at this division two school, oh, Augustana. Okay. And it's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I got it and it was crazy. Um, I accepted the job and turned the job down. I think three times oh. or something like that. Cause like I would talk to my head coach there, Andrew Rowan who's a great, great person, great coach. And, uh, I'd be like, you know, I don't want to leave here. I want to help build it and right, stuff right. like that. But then I was also getting some advice that, like, you need to go and, like, do, yeah. move on your career. So I was so torn because I saw both sides of it, but ultimately decided to go and drove out to Sioux Falls. And like I said, with Montana, it was – every. I don't want to say everything's the best thing that happened to me. Right, but right. That, that was a huge step for me. It was nice. absolutely the right decision for me to go. Okay. And, like, I got to grow so much there. And I what mean, was your job there? Uh, So I was the GA for the – defensive backs coach in in, uh dc and he let me coach the safeties a little bit and stuff so did that and i did that for six months okay and then uh moved to idaho to ga and then did that what's what school in idaho did you ga university of idaho oh idaho all right the Mm -hmm. vandals yep so went from nai in montana to d2 in sioux falls okay to fcs yeah. in idaho so kind of wow step, yeah. stepped up a That's little bit stuff. so i g i think i got there in june or july and ga'd for nine months okay, and then, the season and and then may 1st i got was my first day working at usd i think i got called for it in april and then no, never, never forget that may 1st april just, three months ago or a year and three months ago a year and three months ago. okay yeah so work at usd for um working at usd for a little over a year and nice. uh that was when I was at all those places, I said, if I could ever get back to USD, that's a <laughs> dream come true, work for Coach Lindsay and just be involved in, like, everything I said earlier about that program yeah. and what it stands for. Like, it was, it's been amazing. Yeah. Now, you ha- you're leaving USD, mm-hmm. and you have another job. What level is this program? Um, it's a FCS, FCS, FCS school. So okay. good opportunity. We got to be like super hush hush about it. Yeah. So don't, don't want to be specific. Okay. Yet, <laughs> but, I, but I am leaving USD and it's a good opportunity and, and a big step for me. And I'm, nice. I'm very thankful for now, it. Now this is a, a dumb question, but it's a paid position, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a salary and everything. It's not a, now the GAs aren't paid, but. So it's all stipend. Okay. Based. So at Montana and Sioux Falls um and in idaho i was just on a stipend okay. like you know a couple thousand dollars and then usd is my first full-time job okay and then this job i'm taking is full-time as well nice. too so nice yeah. did you have any racial discomfort in in montana or south dakota i'm sure they're predominantly white oh yeah areas very very south dakota and both those south dakota and montana are both two of like the whitest states in the yeah. union and stuff i mean there's nothing aggressive but you know, you just, I mean, you walk around as a person of color and it's like, regardless, black, Mexican, Asian is like, 
you know, you are the minority and stuff. Right. So just, I mean, living in America as a person of color, I, I wouldn't say it was any different than even some places in California. Really? It's like, yeah. I mean, just the, I would just think the, the one thing I noticed like when we went to Fargo was I don't think I saw another black person outside of the stadium. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's like that. You just don't see, you don't see people right. like that, but uh, there was nothing aggressive that happened. But did you ever feel uncomfortable? I mean, were, were they, were they pretty welcoming to you or were they condescending? Did they keep their distance? How did you feel uh, about that? For the most part, they were pretty welcoming, but, um, yeah, no, they were, it was, it was good people and, and yeah, nothing, there was no, okay. no so you were able to eat at the restaurants and drink from any water fountain you wanted. Yeah. And if you got on the bus, you could sit wherever you want it. Yeah. But I haven't been to, <laughs> I haven't been to the South yet. So, uh, maybe a little different. I'm going back in two weeks, South Carolina. Okay. That's where I graduated high school 40 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Tell me about it. And, uh, it was racially charged oh, when I lived man. there. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's it's better. Were you from a small town too? Um. Well, I grew up in Chicago, and yeah. then we moved to South Carolina for four years to go to high school. My mom and dad had divorced, and they were trying to work it out. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they worked it out, I would have hated it less. But I doubt it because uh, yeah. <laughs> being racially mixed in the South was not an ideal. Oh my. Yeah, and honestly, like with me, my like that's the biggest thing is like yeah. being biracial right. and stuff, and like. I mean, you know, you know, oh, it's yeah. like black people. Right. It's like, they're right. not going to, you, you're a person of color, but you're not black. Right. That's how they look at right. you. And obviously a white person is not going to look at you as white. Right. So it's like, where do I go? Yep. So, oh yeah, dude, but, you're singing my song, man. Yep. That was, that was my whole life. But you know what? Yeah. I think for me, and I'm hoping and assuming for you too, at some point, the people who are in your life are in your life because yeah. of you. They're not in your life because you're part of a club or you're part of a group and there are going to be people of all colors and all races and all things who reject you and there's going to be people of all who accept you. Absolutely. And and the good thing is, the, the bad thing is for me for sure is that there is a certain comfort in minority sur- you know, surroundings. When you Absolutely. get a bunch of black people or Mexican people or gay people or anyone who's a perceived minority, mm-hmm. there's a comfort and a strength in them being together and they support each other and lean on each other. Women too, you know, women have that, you know, oppressed role too. And we don't have that. We don't have any group. There's no mulatto support group. You know? <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no group out there that, that just openly embraces and supports us blindly. And we have to kind of work our way out of that circle. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, that's life. But you know, I can, I always love my parents and stuff like that. But like yeah. I'm, I love my mom and I love my dad. They're incredible. I'm not going to not like my whiteness. I'm not going to not like my blackness and people are going to love me for me. So it's like, I am who I am. (laughs) Well, you may be a little ahead of my curve because it took me a little while to get to that point (laughs) in my (laughs) life because I tried a long time just to be black. Then I tried a long time not to be white, but to be as black as I could possibly be, which looking at me, you can see is not all that black. Mm-hmm. And because I just didn't want questions. I didn't want, you know, cause people would get to know you and they find out I was half black and they'd be like, Oh, and their, their moods would change. Their whole approach would change. Mm-hmm. And and that's what sucked. That's that, what I tried to do. I mean, before. that's, that was my life too. I wanted yeah. to be black my whole life yeah. and stuff. And it, it's not, you know, yeah. I don't like this. Words stuff. of wisdom from yeah. 25-year-old Renee you Clark. Know, been around the block, <laughs> I guess, all this life. All right, excellent. We're going to take another commercial break. This time we're going to talk about retro sports. Jacob Ober over at Retro Sports. They do team uniform, silk screen, embroidery. They do everything in-house. They made uniforms and sweatshirts for Billie Eilish and for Travis Scott and... 
Tony on the mic. So check out Jacob at Retro Sports. Hey, sports fans, what do Billie Eilish, Travis Scott, and me have in common? Jacob over in Retro Sports has done our gear. That's right, he's done gear for bands, teams, sports, schools. You have a need, he can fill it, I promise. They do embroidery, screen printing, tackle twill, heat press, and if you have an organization, they will build you a spirit website. You can do it for your school or your team, whatever you have going on. He posts it all, they order it, he makes it, and you get money. You share in the profits. It's free. Check it out. They'll do your letterman's jacket, fitness equipment, whatever you need. And when you go in there, make sure you tell them that Tony on the mic sent you in. To Jacob Ober, great in the community. Outstanding product and service. Check out Retro Sports, retrosports.net, and 9100 Fletcher Parkway in La Mesa. And we're back today. My guest joining me from the Palatial USD Coaching Studios, Renee Clark. Oh, today was your last day at USD, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you cry? No, I did not. Come on, man. <laughs> Nothing. You've never cried is what you're telling me. No, I cry. Okay. Uh, All right. I feel like I used to be a crier, but not for... Not for this. Okay. <laughs> not when your girlfriend dumped you. Not hey, for... you got to say it like that. It makes, <laughs> that makes me want to cry. <laughs> mutual splitting away. Yeah, there's never been a mutual breakup in the history of breakups. True that. True that. <laughs> what do you? Let's talk about your. What do you want to do? What do you? Where do you want to end up? Where do you see yourself ending up professionally? If you could draw the path and point to the finish line, where would that finish line be? NFL head coach. Okay. Uh huh. But I would, I'm not strapped to that. I I would be fine coaching high school and being a head coach there, being a, a defensive backs coach or defensive coordinator in college or the NFL. Like I'm I'm open to all as long as I'm around the game. Like football is football, and coaching is coaching. You know. Yeah, but you're come on, man. You're you're competitive. I oh know yeah, no, I want to climb and I want to coach a major college football definitely because I okay. love the pageantry. Like yeah, the SEC coaching the SEC would be awesome. Um, Big Ten would be awesome. Even some some Pac-12 schools like yeah. you know USC is like a dream and stuff. So hmm. we'll see. Okay, so so you're a uh, say you're a defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. That's that's and you're in your late 30s. You're married. You you didn't. She tried to come back to you, your old girlfriend, but you had moved on and met somebody else. Yeah. Um, but at this point, you got a couple kids and you're financially reasonably secure. Uh, what do you what do you want to be doing in the off season when you when you have some free time? What 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 would you be doing with your time? Spending as much time with my kids as possible. Like whether they, if they are involved in sports, going to their sporting events or helping them practice or whatever they were interested. If they wanted to sing, I'd have them sing for me every day. And it's, <laughs> like just spend time and like be a supportive dad and a good husband. To... Do you see the the Griswold family vacation anywhere? Do you even get that reference? Man. Making me feel old. I'm, I'm just a young punk. I see that. I see that. With all your wisdom and your old soul, you threw me off. I but thought I we were. I can't get a Grizzly Oswald okay. uh, reference, so I, that wisdom wisdom yeah. needs to go out. You just the door shattered. Out. You just shattered yeah. that illusion. Yeah. Uh, travel vacations? You think you'd? Are you? You think you'd be a RV guy or a take the kids on a road trip type guy, camping guy? Oh, I'd love to go camping and all that stuff. And selfishly, little tangent, but. I've always wanted to get an RV and go to all the SEC stadiums. Oh, really? I think that'd be really cool. And, that would be cool. Um, but I, I want to travel, and I've never left the country before, and I want to do that. And what are your top targets? Egypt, 
Egypt like number one. Yeah. I think that history is so cool. That's a dream. What about the United States? Where have you been other than the cold Montana, Idaho, South Dakota circuit? <laughs> did you see um, Mount Rushmore? I did not. Were you even close? I no, know. I was, it's on the western side of the state. Okay. And I was on the eastern okay. side. I have no yeah. frame of reference uh, to that yeah. state. I, I got a South Dakota geography lesson now. Right. I'll never mess that up. <laughs> yeah. I, I know about that middle America. Yeah. But um, luckily, I mean, you know about USD's league. Oh, yeah. You know. I, and again, you're in those states or those right. places for two days. So right. I don't know if you can count those, but got to see a lot with that. Uh, my dad's side of the, or my dad's dad is from New Orleans. So Ooh. we have a, our, a lot of our family is out there. So I've been out there a couple of times. Nice. Houston, I have some family there. Okay. Um, Ohio, I've been to Ohio a bunch. Mm. I have family just outside of Cleveland. and Cleveland rocks. Mm -hmm. Do you get that reference? It's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then. Yeah, all right, mm -hmm. all right. Come on, okay. pop culture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. But also Football Hall of Fame. We've been there. Yeah, so Canton. Canton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any place in the United States you want to go? You haven't been. I mean, Atlanta would be okay. cool. Yeah, Atlanta's cool. Nashville. Um, yeah. Country oh. music fan. Cut now. No. But I did. I can't say I, I don't. You know, I didn't branch out when I went to Montana immersed myself i got like a 30 uh 30 song playlist country nice. music so nice. i got involved a little with okay. that i want to that whole east coast like philly dc um boston new york boston yeah i've, I've been in new york once okay. and how old are you now uh just turned 25 25 yeah. 25 you got about three or four years of coaching under your belt that's a mm -hmm. good start you yeah. got to feel good about the way things are heading definitely no i've been very you know very blessed to be on this path and stuff and and have the experiences that i've had like um, it's it's been a good start and I, I like where i'm at definitely that said you did some recruiting uh-huh did you go to people's houses did you go to give them the the living room speech or, or... oh yeah no nah, living room speech having them on campus gone out to high schools and uh you know, talk to coaches, talk right. to kids out there, watch spring practice. So recruiting is, that was the thing that I thought I would struggle the most with in coaching just because like, I'm a, I was a very introverted person and I still right. am. But now I'm like, I look at back at myself, I'm like, geez, I'm so talkative and right. stuff like that. <laughs> I used to not be like that. And still my core, I'm an introvert and all that. But you, you know, you have to be, you know, talking to people a lot. This all year. right. Well, recruit me. I'm a uh, scrappy 5'10", 160-pound cornerback coming out of high school. Uh, Two-year starter, borderline size, good speed, but not blazing. Mm -hmm. Played corner, probably have to move to safety at the next level just because of the speed. Tell me, tell me why I should come play for you. Definitely. Well, I mean, I think we've got a good program here at USD, and uh, first and foremost is going to be a chance for you to go to college, which is a, a huge privilege in this country, and graduate here in four years from a school that is is renowned as a as a pretty good academic place, and you can go out in this in the world and use that degree and and you know to do whatever you want, and then pass that. We have a great football program here. We won the league eight of the last ten years, gone to the playoffs. I think six times, one advanced to the second round twice, and we're looking to get to that next level and bringing in players like you who are good ball players are going to help us get to that, and I'm going to help develop you. I'm going to coach you. I've already looked at your film. Yeah. I think you have good feet, Okay. and you break on balls well, but what we need to work on is more of your long speed because in college, guys, guys can take off, so they're going to try to attack you deep. So we're going to work on when you get on campus, we're going to get you with Coach Lamb. We're going to work on your speed, and then in my individual drills, we're going to be working on playing the ball and making, and making plays when they do attack you, and, and that's going to bring your game to the next level. Nice. Now, do I get a bag of money, like in a, 
No. You're going to get work books and, and you're going to get put to work right away. And, and it's no. What about all the girls? I see people getting girls. Do I get... <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, it's Does something... that go on much, do you think? What's that? Do you think that goes on as prevalent as Hollywood tries to make it appear? Paying recruits? Paying recruits and, you know, visits. And I mean, I'm not asking you to turn anybody in. I'm just saying, do you think it goes on? On a big scale or a small scale? Yeah, at at the levels that I've been at, um, no, not at all. Like okay. th- that's not a thing. But I mean, I think at those bigger programs, like they probably a- do, absolutely. What's the best thing about the kids that you coach? What's the, and I hate to call them kids, and they're just a little bit younger than you, but uh, you know what I mean. The the students, the college students that you coach. What's the best part about it? The players at every school that I've been at. And I mean, I imagine everywhere in the country, they want to get better. They want to become the best football players they can be. And they want, the way I think about it is like, you want football to be positive and you want it to be a positive experience. So you want to be inspiring and uplifting. And like, when you do that, they eat it up and they come back for more and stuff. So I would just say that like hunger to get better, that hunger to play football and stuff. I've seen that. I've been lucky to be places where they have good cultures where yeah. uh, where the players want to do that and stuff like that. So I'd say that's like the biggest thing that I notice with the What's kids. the worst thing? Um, I don't know. Come I'm, on. I'm 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 young, but I I have an old school mentality with all the social media stuff, and sometimes yeah. I question if uh, players are playing because they love football or players are playing because they want to post a cool picture right. after the game right. and stuff. So just like that stuff sometimes rubs me the wrong way, but I get it that the world's changing and that's the world they've grown up in right. is and right. stuff. So I get it, but I, I don't, I don't like this. Words stuff. of wisdom from 25 year old Renee you Clark. Know, been, ar- been around the block, <laughs> I guess all this life. Mm. God damn, Jimmy, this some serious going May shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried tasty's choice, right? <laughs> Niece brings this serious gourmet shit on. What flavor is this? Like it off, Chewing. What? I don't need you to tell me how good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. Bonnie goes shopping, she buys shit. I buy the morning briefing. Because when I drink it, I want to taste it. When you want to taste your coffee, when you want that serious gourmet coffee, the best part of waking up coffee, good to the last drop, tastes as good as it smells, you'll always want a second cup coffee. When you want that, get locally roasted morning breathing coffee right here in La Mesa. He makes custom blends and you always get top quality fresh coffee. Morning breathing coffee. When you want that gourmet All right, so after you've gone to Egypt and Thailand and Italy and London and apparently Japan, but that you left off the questionnaire, uh... You're going to sit around and uh, watch some TV. Okay, we're going to do this bracket style. Uh, the Wire versus Game of Thrones. The Wire. With, without even hesitation. No, there's nothing that's... I'll, I'll just... We could skip the bracket because nothing's okay. topping the wire in my mind. <laughs> okay, let's, we'll, we'll bow out for a second. Um, Sopranos or Game of Thrones? Very different... Very different. Personally, I go Sopranos. Okay. The character development in there is... Sopranos versus Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. So you have a clear, like, top four. Oh, yeah. No comedies in there? What's Uh your top comedies? Office. Oh, yeah. I love The Office. I like Entourage. Um, Ooh, Entourage is... 
that's a tough watch in the oh, Me Too era. <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, I don't. Yeah, because I loved it too. I watched it. I laughed. I thought it was great. But watching it again, uh, not just the Me Too, but the way Ari treats Lloyd. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's yes, a yes, lot yes. of yeah. there's a lot of questionable stuff yes. in that show. Yeah, they'd have a hard time getting that made today. Um, also, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Great comedy. Yeah. Now Seinfeld. No, I didn't. But I, I did you I, watch it? Or I'd be open to like it. it. I never have watched oh, okay. it. I never watched that Friends, any of those. Yeah, friend, uh, Friends is different. Friends to me is Friends trash TV. Yeah, I just look at all those. I group those together as like old, like yeah, sit, sitcoms. Well, yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld are very. They're from the same. Well, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah. You know, they're mm-hmm. from the same, same tree mm-hmm. of creativity. Well, I love, I love Curb, so that's why I always wanted to do Seinfeld. I just haven't. Now, obviously, you've migrated to football. So, am I going to assume football is your favorite sport? Oh yeah. Okay, and then second place would be basketball, and then third, baseball, above hockey. I no, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> above, I, I always tell myself I'm going to get into it, but it's just, uh, it's hard. Actually, Coach Lindsay today explained some of the rules today, and yeah. it seems very simple. So, um, your favorite team of all time? You have one standalone team. What is it? Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess yeah, they were in Oakland. <laughs> dig that dagger in but not nah, we're a Raiders family like everyone everyone mom and dad racial divide not is, even just comes that. together with the grandma un- uncle dad cousins but then the, my dad has a brother who's a big Cowboys fan oh. so they always give him a hard time yeah but I would too no nah, we're Ra- we're Raiders family through and okay. through mm-hmm. and your second favorite team in any sport I'd say Warriors Mm-hmm. So, what's your second favorite football team? Do you have one, or no, is it just just, just Raiders? Raiders? But I mean, I watch the whole NFL. I'm right. not just only watching Raider games. Right. But like, I can't. I'm not. A, I can't root for two teams. Do you have favorite players? Like, play for other teams? Because mm-hmm. that's NBA now. NBA, you almost have to root for players. I mean, you root for your team, but the yeah. way people move. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like NBA, I'm a Warriors fan. But like, Damian Lillard is like, is your dude? Oh yeah, yeah, he's one of my favorites yeah, too. I love him. And Steph Curry. Love what Steph. if he left and went to? Does Golden State have a rival? Cleveland, maybe. I guess we're in, uh, what's L.A. It? L.A. Yeah. Lakers. Yeah, Clip? Lakers. He probably go to Lakers, right. but uh, I mean, I'd support him, but I'm I wouldn't root for the Lakers. Okay. No, what's like, your least favorite basketball team? Basketball team. Um, Don't say the Bulls. No, no, no <laughs> I can't hate the Bulls. Again, it's more players, like yeah. you know. What so, players do you don't like? Uh, LeBron. Really, Chris Paul. Wow. James Harden. Wow. I'd say... James Harden. Flip that order. James Harden, Chris Paul, LeBron. James Harden's your least favorite player? Oh my, I cannot stand yeah, him. Yeah, you and me both. I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and, and again, great player. Great, great Can score. put the ball in the hoop. Yep. Yes. But, <laughs> but do not support that. No, and I hate the style, man. It's, I hate the style. It's so bad. It's... Dribble, 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 dribble. Try and draw a foul. Fake, flop. Ugh. Okay, and I and I mean, I was a Warriors fan before, but the, when the Warriors got good... I understand, like, yeah, people are going to hate good teams and stuff right. like that. But the way they play, yes. it's the Spurs style, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. that is that's yes. the basketball that yeah. I am a well, fan Well, the of. Bulls, when they had their, I mean, they had Jordan, of course, but the triangle offense was beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. And their defensive scheme was underrated. I mean, yeah. that's, and I love that. I love the, I love ball movement. I love, you know, and now so much is just either isolation or pick, pick and roll. roll. That's the game. And that's the whole thing. And then kick out to a three-pointer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole game. It's bad. And that's it's... Cool. And I think it's going to, but again, I don't want to sound like old guy, get off my lawn. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think the ratings are ultimately going to suffer because the game is hard to watch. And your generation and below, you guys have a much shorter attention span. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to watch somebody dribble 15 seconds off the 24-second clock at the top of the key and then make a move one-on-one and hoist up a jump shot. I mean, And, and then not get hit, flop, yell at the rest. Right, right. You know, that <laughs> right. stuff's like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Football players, Charles Woodson versus Tyrone Wheatley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who so, do you take? Um, I mean, the little kid in me would say Tyrone Wheatley. I used to have his jersey and like. Now, was that Bo Wheatley? What's that? Was that Bo Wheatley? Tyrone Wheatley. Okay. Went to Michigan. Yeah. Maybe his nickname was Bo. I think his nickname might have been. I was Bo. super little and I just idolized him. Yeah. I remember the day he got cut. We were bringing in uh, not Charlie, Justin Fargus. Okay. Uh, we had drafted him. And I didn't know anything about the business. And my, right, uncle, right. my uncle and dad were schooling me. They're like, you know what that means? It's like they're bringing him in to replace Tyrone Wheatley. And it, my world. No. no. That, so when I told you I was a crier, when I told you I was a crier, right. stuff like that, I so would you, cry So you for, care yeah. more about Tyrone Wheatley than your girlfriend? <laughs> at, at, at six years old? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No question. Yeah, and Charles, Charles Woodson was a Michigan guy, too. Oh, yeah. Coincidence or... They nah. both played for the Raiders. Great Raider. Now, did you ever see Bo Jackson play? Were you old enough to? No, I didn't. Okay. So, yeah, it was like, he's obviously a great Raider. And, like, Marcus Allen. Yeah. A lot of my family really likes Marcus Allen. I didn't, I didn't see that. So, I don't worship right. those guys as yeah. much as, like. Oh, Bo Jackson fan. was a, a marvel to watch. There's mm-hmm. certain players. Funny, who's the white guy for Sacramento? Uh, Jason, Jason Williams. Jason Williams, white chocolate. Yeah. He was just fun, just electric. Every time he had the ball, something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was like Bo, that with Bo Jackson. Every at-bat he had, every time he carried the ball, when he flattened Bosworth on the way to the... Something's going to happen. Yeah, something is going to happen. And and uh, I'm sure there's a lot more players. And I'm sure there's a lot better players than Jason Williams. Uh, yeah. to, <laughs> to no, but, thing, but, but there that, can be better players, but you, you, when you have that, yeah. I need to watch this factor. Well, Curry, Curry's a great example. When mm-hmm. Curry has the ball... Or Lillard. Lillard's another great example. Mm-hmm. So he's going to make a pass. He's going to drive. He's going to shoot from midcourt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and are they the best player in the league? Probably not. Right. But, like, the entertainment, like, you can yeah. make the argument that yeah. that they're the most entertaining or the, you know, the yeah. best to watch. I think it's easier for a big man to cover up a small man's weakness than a small man to cover up a big man's You'll be weakness. limited if you purely rely on, on yeah. perimeter scoring. Like, So yeah. I said about the, the Warriors, Warriors. Charles Barkley. No three-pointing team. But, ever. again, is they – and. I'm in the camp. Everyone was like, Steph is hurt. Steph is hurt. But, like, in those playoff games when you can get more physical, it's like having the Anthony Davis, the Giannis, and obviously, like, LeBron is, like, that's more advantageous than Steph. It's not the regular season where you can run around and have the free roam. It's a different, I think, a different game. So you need that physicality. But I think... uh... I think Steph's underrated, if you can believe that. I really do. I I think he finishes... Well, he's one of the best finishers in the league just because he doesn't dunk every time, but he can get to the rim. He can lay it high off the glass. Incredible. And, you know, left hand, right? Yeah. Like, it's, either way. He's so skilled. And he can get open. So, Baron Davis in his prime. Baron Davis or Steph Curry? Oh, my. Um, a similar, very similar to the Tyrone Wheatley. Charles Whitson is like, yeah. you know, Steph's better. Baron Davis, I idolized. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my. He was incredible. Baron, and Davis, again, is, Baron our, Davis is kind of uh, Russell Westbrook before Russell Westbrook. Yeah, UCLA. Super yeah. athletic, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Finish at the rack and yeah. injuries cut him a little short. Sean Livingston, that's an interesting oh, name on your Sean list. Sean Livingston, I love his game. Yeah, he's, he's smart. Phil, smart just, picks yeah. his spots. Yep. he has his shot and he yep. mid range. Right, right. Yep, you can't stop it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm a huge Livingston fan. So uh, I want to do a little this or that. 
All right, we'll start with Xbox versus Atari. Um, or what's the new one? PlayStation? Yeah, so I... Xbox versus PlayStation. So I was purely PlayStation growing up mm. and then didn't have a system for maybe 10 years. and then got 10 one, years? Got one in, in, when COVID started and I was working from home. Uh-huh. Uh, so got Xbox there. So I would say now I'm an Xbox guy. Okay. Um, but you used to be strictly PlayStation. Okay. What's your favorite video game ever? NCAA football 2014. Robert Griffin on the cover. Yeah, how different are the games? Oh, besides the players, of course. I mean, all different things. I mean, honestly, the, the controls are, are very similar, okay. but the graphics are yeah a lot better. Yeah. But honestly, in those old games, I feel like you have more speed and like it's kind of hard to. They make it harder now and uh-huh. stuff like that, and, and maybe that's for the better. But as a little kid, I like to get the fastest guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you never played Tech Mobile. That was Bo- like the joke was Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile is. Code. You can't ever lose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you give him the ball, he's going to score. You put him on defense, he's going to make a tackle. No, no. You just do whatever. Uh, Halloween decorations versus Christmas decorations. Uh, Christmas. I I was, you know, I'll do the pumpkin carving, but making the mess with all the pumpkin yeah, seeds, seeds always a... grossed me out. So I'll go, <laughs> I'll go Christmas. All right. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie dough. Cookie yeah. dough. Um, yeah. I like cookies. So do you like stuff in your ice cream, or do you like plain ice cream like do you like smooth ice cream cookie dough has chunks in it are mm-hmm. you a chunk guy i'm a chunk oh guy. yeah I'm i love chunk, guy. Yeah. chunk nuts uh dough mm-hmm. chips whatever now but if you go pazuki like oh. ice cream on something yeah or ice cream yeah. and cake yeah i'll, I'll take gotta a plain go there gotta yeah. go smooth yeah no doubt or yeah smooth yeah um okay lannister versus stark, stark. even stark. though lannisters they they're tough and they battle all yeah. all three of them, but they're so hateable. They or, are hateable. Jamie wasn't hateable. At Jamie's the end. not hateable, and Tyrion's not hateable. Like right, right. Tyrion, yeah. Tyrion's so not. But but uh, yeah, Jamie Cersei. and Jamie's arc was incredible because mm-hmm. he, he was the most hated for me early. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then towards the end, uh, and Joffrey. Yeah, no, I can't. Oh, jo- I can't yeah. be Team Lannister. Yeah. All right, Team uh, Dothraki versus Team Stark. Uh, I respect the Dothraki's culture. And like just you know going all in on that, but still, you said first Stark. Yeah, yeah. Still, Starks are just so honorable. Yeah, like how do honor. You, I think that was my fantasy football name one year was House Stark. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Slytherin versus Gryffindor. I mean Gryffindor. I don't. I don't get now, people like a root for Slytherin say, because they're you're just supposed to say Gryffindor. Yeah, they're such. That's what they're supposed to say. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hufflepuff, any Ravenclaw. I don't. Were there any even characters in either yeah, of those houses? Know. The yeah. main characters were definitely mm-hmm. Slytherin. For whatever Ravenclaw. reason, Ravenclaw always put up a decent fight in Quidditch. They Qu- yeah, they always... had a good Quidditch team. Uh-huh, so Hufflepuff was, man, that sucks. You get so in, the, in there when the when the Sorting Hat goes Hufflepuff, do you go? Oh man, you have to. But at least you know you're not going to be like in some serious battle, so you'll probably have a more chill, you know, chill yeah. experience <laughs> at Hogwarts, right? You know. <clears throat> Don't have to worry about Malfoy giving you a hard time. Right. Yeah. Denzel versus Tom Hanks. Oh, Denzel's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Of all time. All time, yeah. He's he's so You good. just dismiss Tom Hanks just like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my, 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 fi- my opinion. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh remember the Titans versus Friday Night Lights. Remember the Titans my but the, the, both those two are my top five, but Remember the Titans is my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Just What's equal. what else is in the top five? Gladiator. Okay. Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Um, That's a quality list. That would make Reed proud. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I was there when Reed 
started the list. Okay. My my only problem is, um, I feel like he has a hundred top ten movies. He's like, oh yeah, that's top ten. That's top ten. <laughs> okay. That's top ten. I'm like, wait, 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 and all that. But um, nah, Reed is deep in the movie. All right, you got me four. You got me. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, Shawshank Redemption, Gladiator. Yeah, a little different style, but it's my favorite comedy of all time. Okay. Super bad. Oh, okay. That is a, a garbage movie. movie. It's very funny. <laughs> it's funny. Right? It made me laugh, but it made me laugh. dude, I don't know if you ever watched Sesame Street, but one of these things is not like the other, and it's super bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's funny. Not Let's see, Godfather versus Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Jimmy two times. Jimmy two times, yeah. two times. Um, but Godfather's good. I. I always get two and three mixed up, but yeah. the first first Godfather yeah. is a classic. First one, no doubt. Yeah. Let's see. Outback versus Red Lobster. I don't know if I've ever been to a Red Lobster. Oh, well. uh, you Outback, like Outback? What's that? Do you like Outback? I, the Bloomin' Onion? Yeah. Well, I wish I would go there. I don't know why I don't go there more. Cause <laughs> the, <laughs> that's one of the few things that looks as good in person as it does it, right, on yeah, the commercial. That's a good call. <laughs> that's a good yeah. call. McDonald's versus Burger King. Uh, Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Um, What's your go-to on the Mickey D's menu? Breakfast. And the fact that the fact that it took him this long to do breakfast all day is is criminal. But everyone loves McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. And I mean, un, I don't know if anyone can argue best fries. Jack in the Box versus Taco Bell. Uh, I'm not a Taco Bell guy. I'm anti Taco Bell. Oh really? Actually. Wow. Well, you know. It's on my dad because he scared me when I was young. He told me nacho cheese, if you ate it, it would harden in your stomach. <laughs> so I was always scared of nacho cheese, and that's like the Taco Bell. It's on everything. Yeah. yeah. So, But I'm also a that's big hysterical. fan of Jack in the Box. Best milkshake, best Oreo milkshakes. And then I did it more when I was younger. I can't do it now, but the two for a dollar tacos. Like, yeah. You know. They're, now... Were they overcharging me 30 years ago when they were two for a dollar? Or are they undercharging you? <laughs> yeah, over, overcharging it all. The fact <laughs> that, that should have been 50 cents back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, because we thought two for a dollar was a deal. Yeah. And that was, that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So Jack in the Box versus Mickey D's in the fast food showdown round. I'd say Mickey D's just because Jack in the Box, regular food, like I like the bacon ultimate. Yeah. Oreo milkshakes elite, but McDonald's can match that with the mcflurry and they have all these options too and then even the chicken sandwich gang recently yeah yeah so it's yeah. a i'd say make it easy. but all i always right. feel bad because like it's the powerhouse fast food and in general right. i like shopping mom and pop right but i'm right. like i'm going to fast food and mcdonald's it's just right. like the ultimate like giving the money to the <laughs> right. man to the man right <laughs> you know modern family versus family guy modern family i i'm i I'll say I don't watch Family Guy, but I'm a huge Modern Family guy. Okay. Yeah. Modern Family versus The Office. Office, yeah. Office, Office is just, it's like my, it's like my comfort zone. Like yeah. I just watch that and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and love and it. yeah, I you get love it. the There's... character. You you know you you feel like you're part of yeah. the Office. You're part of the characters. Yeah, that's the like, matter. They're yeah. your friends. Exactly. They feel like your friends. Mm -hmm. And which to me, friends. They never felt like my friends. And when I watched the show, and I watched it because it was on back-to-back -back with The Office and whatever else was on, must-see TV. And I just, it was, there were people on TV. They never felt like my friends. Where The Office, they always felt like my friends. Now, always. is that a little tangent, but is that what you try to do with podcasting? Because, like, I'm a Joe Rogan fan. 
And mm-hmm. a big thing with that is like, you feel like you're part of that conversation and you feel like you've talked to Joe Rogan before. Yeah. Do you kind of try to do that? Um, or is, you know? I, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I announce the local football games mm-hmm. and I do basketball games mm-hmm. and I do, I MC a lot of events. And my, my goal for my podcast, for my announcing is I want everybody in the stadium. I want everybody listening to feel like they're my friend. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just talking to a friend yep. and I want them to hear it and feel comfortable. Then I want them to keep listening. And then like, here oh he told that story about such and such you know just kind of remember mm-hmm. i don't like joe rogan obviously has access to the most incredible oh guests my, yeah. and resources and everything and he just sold his show for a hundred million dollars <laughs> so I, I don't even i don't even want that i mean yeah. of course i'd love it if somebody gave me a hundred million dollars but i don't want to take the steps that it's going to take oh, to get to there man. but i do want people to listen i want people to like it and i want people to feel a part of it i want mm-hmm. people to feel like there's some inside jokes that there's some stories they've heard and different things like that Definitely. and that's that's kind of the goal of feel is I want it to be relaxed enough that, that people feel like they're a part of it. HBO versus Showtime. HBO. HBO shows are, I mean, they're the best shows. They raise the bar. Not even close. They raise the bar. Yeah. Have you ever seen Ray Donovan? I've heard about that. That's a yeah, really that's good show. That's Showtime, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another good Showtime one is House of Lies with Don Cheadle um, and Kristen Bell. Uh, it's It's very rude. And very funny. Yeah. <laughs> very funny. Let's see. Plain versus Peanut M&M's. Peanut. That's one of my guilty pleasures. Is, yeah. is Oreos that. versus Chips Ahoy. Uh, I haven't had Chips Ahoy in forever, but back when I was eating those, no question, Chips Ahoy. Oreos are too messy for me. Oh, they crumble. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Even though Chips Ahoy is crummy, too. The, well, the, the soft Chips Ahoy. They don't they don't yeah. crumble so much, mm-hmm. but the big I don't know any processed hard cookie is gonna crumble. I know, yeah. That's the saying. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> there you go. Walk right into that one. <laughs> yeah, they just came to me. Snickers versus Milky Way. Snickers. Big okay. Snickers. Twix versus Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. Kit Kat versus Snickers. Snickers. Mm-hmm. Samoas versus Thin Mints. Ooh, Samoas are the goat. Yeah, yes, I love Samoas. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Girl Scout season just passed, huh? I know. Yeah. Well. I've always said that any Girl Scout or any kid who's selling anything, if they come to my house and give me a sales pitch, I'm going to buy something. Really? Yes. Anybody, any kid Kid, selling anything who goes to the sales pitch. But I also tell people, I'm not going to your website. I'm not, you know, I don't want your mom to come over and sell me whatever, you know, because the whole thing of youth fundraising is a fundraising but close B is getting kids exposed to talking to people and having conversation. And why are you selling? I said, why are you selling? Well, we're raising money to go to wherever. So both my dad and his brother, they both have paper routes. Nice. And uh, I'm not sure if it was if it was a, pre- a previous job or what, but they also had to go door to door and sell subscriptions. subscriptions. Yeah. And my uncle... Uh, he's he's gone on to be pretty successful in life and stuff, and he credits a lot of that to having to talk to people yes. and having to interact with adults at a young age yes. and stuff. And like with this, like yeah. that, yeah. kids lose that a lot. So like when I have kids, that's gonna be a big thing is getting them out and talking to people. Yeah. And like I, I think that's huge. All right, I have this thing I do at the end of every podcast, and uh, you prepared for it. I sent you something. It's you've committed a capital crime. You're heading to the electric chair. You can watch one movie. Have one meal while you watch the movie, then you can put it in your headphones, they inject the needle, and you go off to your favorite song. Mm. What's your meal? What's your movie? What's your song? Ooh, I don't know if I filled out the meal, but... You did not. Yeah. I thought it was just song and movie, 
but that's because you kids don't read you skim exactly yeah you know, <laughs> the, the now 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 or right. right now it's bad um but movie remember the titans favorite movie of all time okay. it'd be a good one to go out to because when you finish that movie you have such hope for the world yeah. and stuff yeah. so i'd right. probably be feeling good <laughs> yeah and then kanye west family business before i mean he was probably still off the rocker then but before yeah. kanye went off the rocker yeah. Um, and then meal, I'll probably go bacon cheeseburger, like a good bacon cheeseburger. Like a restaurant bacon restaurant cheeseburger? Bacon what kind of sides? Fries. Fries? Fries, eat the burger. Steak fries or traditional thin cut fries? Uh, traditional thin cut, okay. and then uh, you got to go eat the burger over the fries, so any spillage nice. or grease yeah. is, is a good call. Drink? It's on there. I mean, I'm uh, Milkshake? Ooh, milkshake would be good. Yeah, milkshake. Yeah, I'd say. If I'm obviously my Jack in the Box. If I could get an Oreo shake from Jack in the Box to do that, you can get anything place. you want. It's the it's it's Jack in the Box milkshake. They'll go to the ends right of the earth to get you really you want. So you're gonna go with a restaurant quality bacon cheeseburger, side of fries, dripping the grease onto the fries. While you're doing that, you're watching Denzel Washington unite the races and win the championship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, pop in a little family business by Kanye. Call it a wrap. Yep. Go out like that. My guest today, I appreciate you coming in, has been Renee Clark. It was funny. When Anthony came on and I was asking some of his buddies what what his favorite coach and least favorite coach is to see what he would say. And all of his buddies, the guys that you know, Jack and Dalton and all those guys, they said, Coach Clark, Coach Clark, Coach Clark. And I'm like... I don't remember a Coach Clark. I mean, I, I knew most of the coaches at the time, and Coach Clark. So Anthony didn't say Coach. He was like three coaches, and I said, "All your friends say you better say Coach Clark." And he's like, "Oh, yeah. of course, Coach Clark." Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> and uh, an honor. so it, that was that was pretty funny. But anyway, today my guest is Coach Clark, and for big things, leaving USD, which makes me kind of sad. He's not going to be in the area, but I'm excited for your future and all your opportunities. And with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Say goodbye to the folks. Bye, folks. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you. There it is. All right. That was legit. Tony in the Mesa. The Mesa. Outro. 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 And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my sponsors. And you can find more info and episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. Tony on the Mic on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. All these platforms are slowly becoming populated with quality entertainment products. So check it out. And tell your friends and click and like and subscribe and all that stuff. 